Hi, praise the Lord, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <clears throat> welcome to Wells of Living Water, Springing Up Ministries. I am your apostle, Apostle Don. For this is the day that the Lord has made. I shall be glad and rejoice in it. How is everyone feeling today? I pray all is well. Are there any praise reports, praise, testimonies, uh, Anyone want to share anything? Okay, no one has anything to, to share or say. Well, I want to give the announcement if you have not received the text that went out this morning that we all will be in agreement of coming together um, for July the 23rd at 7 o'clock p.m. until 12 noon the next day of a tarrying service for the Lord as we will honor him of us winning a retreat. The location will be at 4950 Mercedes Boulevard, Camp Springs, Maryland. If you need more information, please contact me. I will give you more um, as we are on a recorded line. So you can call in if you are having any issues um, or concerns with the, uh, concerning July the 23rd. We still will be having our revival September the, 20, September the 18th, 2021. That will be at 4710 Off Road in Camp Springs, Maryland. Um, and our theme for that is a refresh start. Where is your mind? Um, we will have a lot going on on that day. You will have um, service, and we also will be having dinner. will be served for September the 18th. We have our conference coming up also, a prophetic conference, a, um, a, launch, a soft launch for the prophetic school that will be coming up in December on the 4th. So if you have any questions, concerns about that, you want to get registered, um, this, that is a paid conference. So I will be sending out that information later on within this week or later on within this month um, to start advertising for that as well. I believe that is all the announcements. We still have our morning prayer at 8 a.m. Monday through Friday. On, the, on this line that we're currently on. We also still fellowship with Healed Without Scars on Tuesday evenings at 7 o'clock on Zoom. If you need any information, please contact me and I will give you the information. Also, upcoming in fourth, we have a comedy night that will be taking place in December, and that is paid seating only. Um, it is not a free expense. Um, and that is coming from the ministry uh, worship 
and Healing Ballad. So they will be doing a comedy night, a gospel comedy night on Friday night, December the 3rd. Um, if you need more information, please check our Facebook pages at Kima Tobin Oil on Facebook or Woman in the Moment Facebook. Also, Woman in the Moment on Instagram, if that's what you use as a social media platform. Amen. Uh, Prophet Alicia, do you mind praying us in? Um, Sister Sonia, are you free to pray us in? Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for waking us up this morning, Lord. Thank you for starting us on our way. Thank you for renewing our mercies this morning. As we come together, Lord, today, just renew our minds and our hearts that we'll receive what's given to us if it needs to be for us. And we thank you to allow us to hear each other's voice one more time. Amen. Amen. Well, we want to come from the book of Second Timothy today, chapter 2, and it's the warning of the fruitless discussions. Heavenly Father, we pray for your word that it may nourish our minds, that it may walk with us, talk with us, that it may cleanse us, as we know that your word is like a hammer, it breaketh all things that need to be broken off of us today as we go forth in your word. Let it be so, God. But let a manifestation take forth, not only as we hear the word, but be doers of the word. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, God. Move me out of the way that they may hear you, Lord God, that they may see you in the midst of the things going forth in the word today. Amen. Second Timothy chapter 2 reads, verse 1, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and in the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness, as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that wars entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. And if a man also strive for masteries, yet is he not crowned except he strive lawfully. The husbandman that laboreth must be first partaker of the fruits. Consider what I say, and the Lord give thee understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel, wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even unto bonds, but the word of God is not bound. Therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake, 
that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Now I'm going to stop there because I want to go back up because I want you to understand that through verse 1 and verse 3. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. It's telling us how we are to be as the soldiers of Christ. We're not meant to be weak vessels. We're not meant to be weakened, even though we go through these stages in our lives that we cannot control. Because first, we are human flesh. We have not created, we have not yet made it to be just spirit because therefore we will be absent of the body. And verse 2 said, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. And we always talk about we need, we need to be remain teachable. And it's a reason because when we get weak and weary, someone needs to come and pour back into you to strengthen you back up, to build you up. No matter what it is that you have gone through or what you had to endure, there's always time and place where you can be strengthened again, where you can be lifted up again, even no matter how low you are, how down dirty you are, whether you were right, whether you were wrong, you still ought to remain teachable that others can come and lift you up. Verse 3 says, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ, meaning no matter what you're going through, Stand still in it. Endure it. Don't let it consume you. Don't let it overtake you, whether you're going through with your children, whether you're going through just your own thoughts in your mind, on top of the children, on top of the job, on top of what you don't have, what you want to have, where you want to be, what you can't be, you know, on top of the vehicle, anything that you may be facing. And you're just saying, God, it just won't stop. It just won't end. It's always something. You you try to get yourself out of debt one way, and here comes trouble another way. And it's saying, therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that wars entangleth himself with the affairs of his life. So meaning, you don't need... Praise the Lord, welcome. You don't need to entangle yourself with all the things you have going on in life because one thing about it, you can't handle everything that comes your way. You can't solve every problem that comes your way. You can't make it through life without Jesus Christ. People think that they're living 
and they don't know anything about God. And they don't realize that you're considered as a dead man walking on earth. There's no substance in you. There's no life that has been breathed within you. But God is so loving and caring that he allows them time. He allots them time to come forth and cry out, Oh, Lord, what must I do to be saved? Being born again is very important. It's a very big step in being a part of the kingdom's kids. Verse 5 says, and if any, and if a man also strive for mastery, yet is he not crowned except he strive lawfully. There's another scripture that tells us not to be many masters, and we master none. But you have some men out here and some women that have multiple gifts and talents, and they can master them all. They have completed them all. They perform in them all. And you have been crowned either victorious or you've been crowned that you've completed it, you've gone to school so you have your license or a certificate of uh, accomplishment. So that means you strive lawfully to complete the task at hand. But you have some people that have started things and they never finish. They get distracted and go on to something else, and they never finish that either. So how will we look and perceive that for our own gain if that person is supposed to be a leader or a general for us to look at, a role model? What if that's your husband? Because verse 6 says, The husbandman that laboreth must be first partaker of the fruit. And we're talking about being a soldier in the body of Christ and having to endure the hardship of what you have to go through living the life you live. But also, if you are married and not a single person, you can't just look at yourself. You have to look at your other half as well because you all are, have become one. And if the husband is not laboring any fruits, we need to consider to check that because Something is wrong. Because in the, the Bible it says, a man that finds a wife obtain a favor. 
Not only does he find a good thing, but he obtains favor for him to prosper, for him to be able to stand in the gap for his family, to hear from the Lord, to direct them that this family will not be bound up, that it won't be bearing. Verse 7 says, Consider what I say, and the Lord give thee understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel, wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even unto bonds, but the word of God is not bound. Can someone explain verse 9 to me if they understand what verse 9 is saying? Anyone on the line care to discuss verse 9? We're in Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 9, and it reads, Wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even unto bonds, but the word of God is not bound. Anyone? All right. Well, verse 9 is coming from one that is an evildoer, one that has suffered trouble. Maybe they now have been there all their lives, but maybe that's their direction and portion of their life now. And being even unto bonds, but the word of God is not bound. So how does one know (coughs) whether the word of God is bound or not if they were an evildoer, if they were bound? Verse 10 says, Therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. It is a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we denny him, he also will denny us. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. Of these things, put them in your remembrance, charging them before the Lord, that they strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. So if you were once an evildoer, Are you able to become out of the bonds and the chains and the baggage that you're in and become one that strives to profit the things of God as you live? 
Is that possible? Does anyone have anything to say or share? Any questions? I feel like, um, this is Sister Blue, I feel like it is possible um, for us to, um, because I guess that's where it comes when it say um, we can be born again, um, we can rededicate our life back to God, because we have all have um, sinned and fell short from the glory of God, but God gives us grace and he gives us mercy every day that he wakes us up to try again and be better than we was yesterday. So um, it's never too late to rededicate your life back to Christ or be born again um, from when you sin, I guess, if if um, if that's how I look at it. Because Mm -hmm. God forgives us for our sins. We just have to recognize our sin and turn away from it. We ask God to forgive us. We turn away from sin. God always forgives us anyway. But we have to turn away from that sin to be able to show God that we are um, sincere, that our heart is pure and sincere when we ask for his forgiveness for the sin that we committed. Amen. Anyone else? Anyone else have anything to share or say? Any comments, questions? Is everyone following the word? You say, um, Timothy, what? Second uh, Timothy, mm-hmm. chapter two, and we mm-hmm. are basically we're on verse fifteen. Um, but we were discussing between verse nine and fourteen. Oh, okay. So now we're on verse fifteen, where it says, "Study to show thyself approved unto God." a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, but shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. Now, if you go back to the ending of 14, verse 14 says, Of these things put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord, that they strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. We have to be careful on how we begin to be teachers or how we begin to tell people about the word of God because when you put your own direction on it, it gives another person a different perspective than dividing the word of truth, as verse 15 is saying, to study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needeth the word, I mean, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, meaning you should not have any sorrow 
or you should not have any embarrassment when you go and talk about the Father. There's certain things you say about him to draw in, to bear your fruit in order for someone's heart or mind to be fixated on what you said. And you can be long gone. And that's the way that God intended for us to get his word out, walking the streets, talking to one another, helping one another, you know, strengthening ourselves when we're going through something. You don't always have to be born again to receive a message from God because he don't mind who he sends or who he uses. Out of the babes in their mouth shall be truth. So we have to understand, you know, chapter, verse 16, we're still in Second Timothy, chapter 2, and verse 17 says, I mean, in verse 16, but shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. Yes, they will. Verse 18 says, who concerning the truth have earned saying I overthrow the faith of some and you can overthrow the faith of someone and I'm going to tell you how When you thrust through something, don't expect not to feel the pain. You have a mindset that I'm ashamed of where I've been in Christ. I don't feel like I can go on and preach to people. You ask God, where is your position? What are you supposed to be doing? Who are you supposed to see? You have to be specific when you have known to study yourself to be approved unto God. Because God will put you on site, and you can be just lost. Verse 16 says, But shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. It's ungodly for us to be lost. It's ungodly for us to be stressed. It's ungodly for us to be bound. It's ungodly for us to be in a way where we're being harmed or endangered. Physically, mentally, emotionally, it does not matter. It's ungodly for us to sit around and we know that there's ones that are doing evil or trying to get over on us. We love where we are. We're content. I'm bound. I don't want to go anywhere. But there's time for elevation. There is a time and a place and a point where you will have to bunker down, anchor down because you can't make any moves. You can't go anywhere. 
uh, for his documents together, and I got to hide. But when you're in Christ, God is your shield and your buckler. He's already had you in hiding. So you don't have to learn to grab all your things here and there. You know, now we have insurance on so much stuff. The pandemic came and wiped out us all. Now we can't get up and go to work. We tired. I you know, it's always the murmuring, the babbling, what you don't want to do. Sometimes you have to be quiet as a soldier of Christ and suck it up and do what you have to do. No matter what it is, you signed up for things in life. Therefore, we know we're not going to sign up for things that we're not prepared or we can't do. God is sending us out some warnings, and we need to pay attention. We need to have our ears and our eye gates open. We need to go to the store and buy necessary things we are not currently using, but we're going to have to go back and use them. I know this for a fact. I saw it in my dream last night. It's not pretty. It doesn't matter how high you are. You still are going to be drowned out. You have to have nothing. You have to have nothing in your hands and in your way. All you need is a Bible. You want to protect God's words at all. Everywhere I travel, I have a Bible near me. Verse 18 says, who concerning the truth have erred, saying that the, res- the resurrection is past already and overthrow the fifth or ninth? <laughs> who concerning the truth have erred, saying that the resurrection is past already? and overthrow the truth of someone. We have to think about these things that's concerning truth. We may think that's Verse 19 says, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, Having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are that are his. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standing sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. So no matter what you're going through, where you are, whether you don't know who you are, God knows you. Anyone have any rebuttal, anything to say, questions, concerns?
Okay. Leaving off of verse 19, let everyone that nameth the name of, of Christ depart from inequity. And inequity are the things that are not of God. The things that we do every day, our cussing, our drinking, our, our over-drinking or our over-smoking, um, fishy smell. You know, <clears throat> excuse me. Let everyone that named the name that name of the name of Christ depart from their inequities. We can strive to leave things alone until we fully are delivered. You know you can't go in. Um you can't go into the presence of one that you look up to any kind of way. And it's the same way with God. We cannot go to God any type of way. We must be in a process of purging, cleanse our hands, our parasites. Because if we don't do these things, it's going to pile up on us. It's That's where the hardness comes in at. That's where we begin to slag and lag as soldiers because now we've piled all this stuff on us. We're holding all of these things. You know, you you, you may have gone into someone's house and they offered you silver or gold. You, however they said it, you know, but... It's not easy getting that stuff off. When you begin to bind yourself down and bury yourself, it's hard to break free from that stuff. I had to let you know. Verse 20 says, but in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor me. But in the great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to destroy. I'm going to read that again. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and of earth, and of some honor, and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from this, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the matters, master's use, and prepared unto every good work. I like that. I, I, I like that scripture because you can be in a great house and you can feel the emptiness in the house. They just moved in by the floor by that first coating of paint on each other. 
when you walk into a place or uh, I'm gonna say this: when you walk into someone's house, they honor you by saying, "Would you like water? You know, what? Can I take your coat? Would you like to have a seat?" You know, they don't just leave you standing with the heaviness and weight on you as you come from outside. Either it could be hot or either it's cold. So if you need air, they'll say, come and sit, relax yourself. And it's like, are you cold? You know, should I give you a throw blanket or something like that? You know, those are the different ways of being honored in someone's presence. And God may go and have us to go to someone, and they must do this for us. I'm firsthand witness that God will send you to do a work in someone's house, but 21 says, If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's purse, and prepared unto every wood. You must understand. Sewing. You must understand how being a soldier and not being bound with God is different from being a soldier and being bound with the enemy. Anyone have anything they want to share, any questions, anything they want to say? Is everyone following me? Did I lose anybody? Um, I'm following you. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm following, following you. you. Mm-hmm. I'm following you too. I'm following you. Amen. Verse twenty-one. This is something that we don't do often enough. If a man therefore purge himself. From these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. Meaning, if you take the time to allow God to remove whatever is binding you, whatever you may have just gotten bound of, or you just need a full detox. You know, detoxifying your mind, the way you think, detoxifying your your tongue, the way you speak, detoxifying your atmosphere, what and who you hang around, what you accept in your eye gates, your ear gates, of what you're hearing and listening to, who you listening and hearing. It takes time to purge. It doesn't happen overnight. That's what I'm saying. 
with the retreat. We need a three-day retreat because whatever God wants to do is not going to happen overnight. And to prepare for a good work, you must open yourself up that God will come in and pour into you what he wants you to pour out or give to other people. Verse 22 says, flee and also youthful lust, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. We all have been in a place where we may have lust after something. And it may not just be a physical thing, but it could have been a physical person because as people, we are, phys- we are physically attracted to one another. You know, the looks, the smell, you know, how one person may feel against another. You know, all these things conducive to our lusting, you know, with our eyes and our thoughts. The enactment is a little different as you begin to look at it. And and these things supposedly takes place in your youth, a youthful lust. So you mean to tell me I'm 80 years old, but I'm still lusting? I'm 65, and I'm the deacon of the church, but I'm still lusting after women. You know, I, I like the way the shapes of women are. But as a deacon, you're supposed to be the headship over your house. And you're supposed to have one wife. And your children, your household is supposed to be in order. But we get on the pulpit and we act sanctified as we have been purged and cleansed with hyssop. And, oh, sister, let me pray for you. And, oh, brother, let me pray for you and bring you to Christ. But I go home, and I still have a drink of beer. I still smoke cigarettes because I just can't kick the habit. And if I don't have it, I'm still lusting after it because I'm saying I wish I had it. I wish somebody would give me a cigarette. I wish I could get a beer. So now I go on, on the side of the road, and I'm begging I become a beggar. Oh, man, let me borrow this. Let me borrow that. And I don't come back. We have to be careful with things. Verse 23 says, But foolish and unlearned questions avoid knowing that they do Gender strives. You know how you're sitting and you're quiet, I'm teaching, and I'm asking, oh, is everybody okay? You know, do you have anything to say, any questions? 
and you know you have something on your heart or maybe something that may have come to your mind, and you don't put it out on the table. You're in relationships, and you're not asking proper questions. You're just being quiet. And you can't share everything with your significant other. But that should be a person that you can confide in without judgment outside of God. But if you don't know the character and how your husband or how your how your wife comes forth, you have to be mindful of the other person's But foolish and unlearned questions avoid. So we must have to, excuse me, we have to learn how to avoid these things because they pop up in our minds. And it's a way that the enemy can confuse us when we're already on the right track as we've already been purged. We've already laid down the lust. We've already laid down the heavy burdens, everything that's holding us back, anything that can bind us up. Um, God has already broken the chains off of us. We've already been delivered, healed, and set free. But here it goes again. We're not thinking that a question can be unlearned or foolish because God tells us, not to be a reapproach and not to be foolish. And really, you know, some people read the scripture and they skip over it. They don't try to go and get any meaning behind it. They just read the scripture and just go on. Verse 24 says, And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teaching patience, in order... I'm sorry, and meekness instructing those that oppose themselves, if God pre-aventured, will give them repentance. What the knowledge of the earth, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. Now, who's ever been entrapped in a snare uh, who's ever been trapped in a snare of the enemy who are taken captive by him? And it don't let you know issue It's like being in jail, but it's a big old piece of cloth. And you're inside of this box. No light, no nothing. It's just darkness. You don't know if there's mice running around or if there's infestation. You have no idea of what's going on. But you have been captive 
in a snare of the enemy. Anyone have anything to say? Being in a snare is no fun for anyone. And when you are alone and taken captive, that's even harder because you don't have anyone speaking up for you. And when you're at home, we, you know, when you get home, and when I say when you get home, when you get with God by yourself and you go back up to where <clears throat> it talks about being purged, if a man therefore purge himself, some cases you need God to purge you. You need God to step in because the, the, the burden has gotten so heavy and it's a, a project that you can't uh, do it at home. Hey, glory. You may have to fall on your knees and ask God, Lord, purge me again. Yep, Father, that I may not sin no more. Because he's trying to, he's trying to, Break you down and put you back together. But you keep blocking things, throwing things away. That's not making it better at all. It's making your situation worse and hers even worse. That was the, I think, I did I read the last thing of this? 24. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient. And I always tell you all about patience also. <clears throat> Excuse me. Where... No one can teach you patience. You have to practice patience. And what better way to practice it but amongst yourself as you may endure these things of being purged, which is purging is a deliverance process. It takes time. It does not happen overnight. Depending on what the situation, circumstance may be in your life, yeah, you may be at a point where you need to be cleansed out and you get that cleansing. Um, you know, you, you might come to yourself and look like, you know, have I done all these things? Have these things come forth? Am I clean enough? You know, is my mind regulated? Um, am I wearing the right proper clothing? Am I coming before God in the right proper way, you know, where do I need to, to have patience because I thought I had patience in this area? You know, all these things come about, and you're daily trying to measure each one, you know, 
am I in the right standing? You know, what do I smell like to God? You know, where am I going to go from this shirt to the next shirt or these pants? And then, because everything changes during the purge. You lose weight. You know, your skin comes out beautiful. Um, your nails, your hair, everything comes out of you. In that um, personal property right there. And verse 25 says, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, if God pre-adventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the, of the truth, and that he may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his hand. So he's telling you, that he's able to pull you up out of the snare of the evil one who have taken you captive. We know the story about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego being in the fiery furnace. He was there. He brought them out. We heard about him in the prisons, you know, where they sung all night in the prison gates, began to shake and rattle and they were able to come out of their cells and be free, you know, God is not looking at if you're right or wrong. He's looking at the manifestation, the manifestation of God through our own hardships, the manifestation of God through the warning of fruitlessness and discussion because when you go through, you can't bear anything. When you go through, you can't go out and try to start ministering to people and and your heart's not right, your mind's not right, you're not in it to win it. You're just, hey, I'm just here for my paycheck. You know, come on, let me throw these pills in the sound. You know, we can't be like that. That's not being per you know, that's a person that has an in, equity un um an equity problem that you need to work out within yourself. And I wanted to give you Titus one I mean Titus no 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 uh second is this it? Yeah, I want to. I want you to go to Second Timothy, verse, chapter four, and I'm gonna read the first two verses. And it says about Paul's provision of coming death, because I'm teaching you about being a soldier of God for yourself, so that you be strong, that you can stand no matter what comes your way. I'm not here for you to come to me. I am here for your help, for to lead and guide you. But I'm here, as God told me, to prepare ye the way and lead you. 
guide you in the way that God wants you to go and how he wants you to go, you know, because he may have other people for you to see upon your journey. But if you get to a stumbling block and someone's not doing their job, excuse me, that blood is on their hands. So understanding how to stand, be firm, how to purge, you know, how to go before God to lay things at his feet, how to pray properly, how to eat properly, how to walk and talk properly. As a woman of modest appear, it is not easy in this body of Christ to do things accordingly and to be excuse me, obedient. Chapter 4, verse 1 says, I charge thee, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead, as he as his appearing and and his kingdom, at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. So it's telling you right here in the word what there is to come, what we're facing. No one wants to hear sound doctrine anymore. No one wants to study, as Second Timothy verse two says, study um, fifteen, study to show thyself approved. Nobody wants to do that. No one wants to come and challenge you with the word and say, "Well, the word of God says." X, Y, Z. But they said, no, you didn't listen to my CD. You didn't hear what I said. What if there's one that God... Uh, here. When we are called, because it says preach the word, be in season, and uh, Now we have this instant thing of Heavenly Father, I thank you for my food, body, as well as Amen. That's an instant thing. God does not really give us instant instructions. He does not give us instant instructions. He don't give us instant. God speaks to us in parables. And he tells us, I'm going to stop there. Does anyone have anything to say? Any questions? I want you to remember what it says. Preach the word. Be instant in season. Out of season, remove the nature. Excuse me. 
preach the word, but be insistent, instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but all will fear. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned into the ears of fable. But what a flash of the king. But watch thou in all things, enjoying afflictions, do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy mystery. For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. So we have to know that we must be prepared. No matter where you're going, what you're doing, who you're doing it with, where you're going, it might be just something as simple as, you know, hey, we're going to the grocery store to get dinner. We don't know when God's going to come and crack that sky. We don't know. <coughs> we don't know when the Father will come and say that it is time. We can be in our sleep. We can be in our bath. We can be in the middle of doing something very important, signing paperwork. We just won't know. When God is going to send our way, we don't know what assignments we have to go and face or what assignments may come from. Does anyone have anything to say or share? Any questions? Anything you want to add to it? You want to add another scripture? Um, you know, because the last days are at hand. They may not be near, but we don't know what God is planning to do. But we must be prepared. We must know that we have to stand and endure the hardship as a soldier for Christ. He may come and ask us, hey, you got $3,000, I'm going to give it up to you tomorrow. You know, someone comes and asks you for things, you're prepared. You know, sometimes you may not even be prepared because you may not have it. Well, we didn't have it. All right, if no one has anything else to say or share, Heavenly Father, I pray that this word was blessed. I pray that it touched the hearts and minds of your people, that they received the blessing, Lord God. They may continue to keep their ears to your mouth, as you are our heavenly mouthpiece, God. So, Father, <clears throat> I ask that you remove all distractions out of our way, all things that will keep us from being divided, 
and group service. Lord God, a group service that we can keep each other lifted. Thank you, Lord. Heavenly Father, I pray for self-care, self-love, long-suffering. Father, a lot of people can't endure that, oh God. But I pray that you would give them strength to endure, Father God, because I know how it is to be out. I know what it's like to be a chapter. So, Heavenly Father, I ask now that let the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your will. In the mighty name of Jesus, God, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be Yes, I owe Lord my strength. Amen. Is there anyone that has anything else to share or say um, in giving rebuttal upon being enduring hardship today as a soldier? You know, laying down your inequities of your sins, your wrongdoings, you know, not feeling like I'm unworthy, I've been on the evil side, I'm, I'm here now. And, you know, I'm not going to get it. Is there 